0: Okay, Welcome back to Firewall. As usual, I'm your host, Bradley Tusk. My guest today is Nathaniel Brooks-Horowitz. Nathaniel is the founder and president of Mayday Medicines. You may have heard of Mayday. It is an education nonprofit that is helping women in states where abortion is banned or will be banned, still have access to abortion drugs. Um, Really excited to have him on here. Really honored that he could do this. Uh, My colleague, Megan Collins, is going to conduct the interview. So over to you, Megan.
1: Mayday is obviously an extremely important resource right now since the Supreme Court's reversal of Roe v. Wade last week. You know, nine states have banned abortion more likely to follow. Um, So let's just start with the basics. Nathaniel, tell us about Mayday and when did you start it and what does it do?
2: Mayday is a health education nonprofit operating in Massachusetts and New York whose goal is to ensure that people have the information they need to take control of their reproductive rights and their reproductive health even if they live in a state that is trying to pass unjust and damaging laws related to reproductive freedom. We started Mayday just a few weeks ago in the aftermath of the leaked Roe v. Wade decision in Politico as an educational campaign to share ways that people in states that are passing abortion bans can still get access to safe, effective, FDA approved abortion medicine for the first trimester that is been in use for over 20 years in the United States, has been taken by millions of people to safely end first trimester pregnancies with extremely rare side effects that are indistinguishable from a natural miscarriage. And just to give people the best chance they have in this new paradigm where states are actively infringing on people's reproductive rights and reproductive health care.
1: What are the the legal options then for a pregnant person to a- obtain an abortion in a state that has already banned abortion?
2: People with sufficient resources or sufficient help from nonprofits or others will be able to leave their state and travel to a state with abortion rights in order to have a, the abortion procedure either surgically or, or via abortion medicine, which is already used in more than half of all U.S. abortions. But for the millions of people of reproductive age who may not be able to get the resources or may not be able to travel out of their state for care, especially, for example, someone living in a state like Louisiana, which is hundreds of miles from the nearest state that will have abortion rights after uh, an onslaught of of the abortion bans they're passing, uh, that person has far more limited options. There is a nonprofit in Europe called Aid Access led by an incredible doctor named uh, Dr. Rebecca Gompertz, who has been shipping safe and effective abortion medicine directly to these geographies for years. The European doctor writes the prescription, it's fulfilled by an Indian pharmacy or another ex-US pharmacy, and shipped directly to the uh, patient who needs that medicine, even if they live in a state with a local abortion ban. But eight access typically takes two to three weeks to reach somebody. And many patients don't know that they are pregnant until quite late in the first trimester, in which case, two to three weeks could be too long. In states with abortion rights, there are incredible telehealth providers, both nonprofits and startups, that are providing FDA approved abortion medicine in the mail in the aftermath of the FDA approving, not just for the pandemic, but uh, in perpetuity, uh, the use of abortion medicine. Uh, if mailed for at-home use, as long as it's been provided by a doctor. And those telehealth providers can reach you in two to three days in any of these states with abortion rights. Ostensibly, uh, that's no longer an option for people in many of these states that are passing bans, some of which had already specifically banned telemedicine abortion uh, even before the overturn of Roe v. Wade. But using the mail forwarding system, which I'm happy to explain in more detail, there are many patients in these states who have already under prior restrictions uh, been accessing safe and effective abortion medicine from telehealth providers in states with abortion rights. And a key component of the health education campaign at Mayday is to make sure that people are aware of this option. We don't necessarily recommend or endorse this, but we want people to be able to make the right decision for themselves based on their circumstance and where they live.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Bradley, then, what are you doing to help with Mayday and, and why are you involved?
0: Yeah, so a couple of months ago when it was clear, even before the decision was leaked, but it was clear that things were heading in this direction, I kind of was thinking about a very basic concept that I remember talking to you about at the time, which is i um, we invest out of the fund in all kinds of different telemedicine companies, right? Roman, Alma, Wheel, whole bunch of others, and we've seen them be really effective at providing high quality care to people um, via combination of, of video consultations or text consultations, and often sending them medicine in the mail. And so, my thought was, you know, why couldn't you do the same thing? Uh, with abortion drugs for women who otherwise wouldn't be able to get them. And so we started looking at kind of what would it take legally. Um, and then uh, I got connected to Nat through a mutual friend, and he, he was already working on it as well. And so we kind of joined forces. And, um, you know, I, our role, I think, primarily has been really to just figure out how do we extend protections to doctors and pharmacists in different states um, as much as possible so that They feel comfortable writing prescriptions to women um, in states where abortion is no longer an option. We passed legislation up in Albany a couple of weeks ago that really protects doctors. So, for example, they can't be extradited to another state seeking uh, their arrest and prosecution. They can't be criminally prosecuted in New York for this. They can't be civilly prosecuted in New York for this. So, you know, the idea is how do we make it as feasible for doctors who want to do this to be able to do so and for women who this is their best option, um, they can do so as well. And so we're now looking at laws in uh, New Jersey, Illinois, we're talking to officials in a bunch of different states. And my hope is that by passing enough of them, there's a sufficient supply of doctors to meet the demand.
1: All right. Well, on that topic then with you know the war basically breaking out among states here um, and red states wanting to clamp down on out-of-state providers and then as we know, like New York, uh, red, uh, blue states wanting to clamp down on their ability to do so. So how do we see this playing out? Or how um, do you see this playing
0: Yeah, out? I mean, look, it's, it's going to get bumpy for a while, right? So I could see a world where for the next two years, we are in decent shape because the federal government will be with us, whether it's the FDA or HHS or DOJ or whoever else. But should the White House turn Republican and after the 2024 election, you could have a DOJ charged with trying to shut something like us down, right? Even though all we're doing is providing information to women to make decisions for themselves. Um, oh, but, you know, you, you're going to see changes sort of based on this due to elections. You're going to see changes based on this due to how te- technology evolves in this case. You're going to see changes based on this due to litigation. Um, and eventually out of all of that, there'll either be some sort of jurisprudence or some sort of legislation federally that makes us all very clear. There is, I just wanna say one other option. I think it's slim, but not impossible, which would be um, the US Senate changes the rules on filibusters so that the 60 vote cloture requirement goes away. Um, they then are able to assemble 50 votes somehow uh, to codify Roe v. Wade that would require uh, either Mansion voting uh, for it just by being pro-life or getting someone from the public side to do it. Um, The House obviously then passes it quickly, Biden signs it, and at least for the next two years, Roe v. Wade is codified, and depending if the Democrats can keep either the House, the Senate, or the White House can probably keep it codified for that that
1: time. Yeah. Well, actually, so I'm just thinking about it then with tech being part of a solution here, and and that clearly is connected with Mayday. How are both of you, Bradley and Nathaniel, seeing with the tech community in their response to all of this? you know, especially being a male-dominated space, I'm just curious what you are seeing on on the ground there with you know with companies saying that they're going to fly employees out if they need services. Um, just curious to get your take on that.
2: Bradley, you want to say first?
0: Uh, sure. I, mean, I, I would say this, which is um, the tech community broadly. While uh, way too male dominated, um, tends to be generally politically reasonably progressive on social issues. So there is that frac faction of you know Peter Thiel and Elon Musk and you know all, all the kind of PayPal mafia who are pretty right wing. But by and large, it, it's people who are you know registered Democrats, independents, but generally lean towards progressive policy issues. And so, and you know, given that Roe v Wade has been the policy for fifty years. I just think the vast majority of men in VC understand this issue. They don't appreciate it um, in the way that women do. I don't appreciate it in the way that women do, but understand it enough to be able to say, hey, how can we be helpful here? Whether it's uh, people offering to donate money or people offering to provide free services um, or anything else, you know, the, the response has been really good
2: so far. We've seen support from the tech platforms that Mayday has been using so far. Mayday's educational content was viewed by at least 25 million people within the 48 hours after we launched uh, due to the tech platforms available and their support in not restricting access to this content. Because what we want to communicate is that abortion medicine and 97% of pregnancies have taken in the first trimester. It can be delivered by mail within five days. It is physically the same as a natural miscarriage. So people who have rare side effects, though these occur uh, less often than with Tylenol, can seek local medical attention without people knowing that they have taken abortion medicine, and that this has been used for decades in the United States by millions of people. All of that is factual health information that the tech platforms have been supportive in sharing. So as an organization that does not ask anybody for money online, does not track any personal data. We have manually edited the settings of our website to ensure that we are not capturing people's personal data when they visit Mayday.health. The tech platforms enabled us to reach millions of people through individual Instagram videos, TikTok videos, and other social media, including a Twitter thread that has been seen by millions of people. And that wouldn't have been possible without Key stakeholders within tech companies actively supporting the availability of this information and not letting it be taken down by automated filters that might have mistaken it for other content that uh, could otherwise have been spreading in this environment. So,
0: Matt, I, I know you probably don't want to necessarily name everyone involved without their their consent, but you know, for, from when you kind of said, "Hey, I want to do this." Um, until you kind of finished making your first round of calls to people who you wanted to participate in it. Um, What was the reaction from the tech community and uh, how has it held up?
2: Really supportive. I won't disclose specific names or specific organizations, but some of the people who helped us build this included a senior tech engineer from one of the leading social media companies. It included digital strategists from the Biden and Obama campaigns, Uh, who have uh, worked with these platforms at length. And it included engineers and strategists from other technology companies who understand the digital communications environment and how these platforms can be used, uh, not just for the rank disinformation that we've been combating during COVID and during the uh, last couple of elections, but also for really positive information, information that can really help and empower people to know what they need to know in order to make their own decisions.
1: Well, you know, thinking about this, let's say that Mayday, um, you know, is successful in reaching folks and being able to facilitate or encourage facilitation of more abortion pills being mailed to States where abortion is banned, you know, just putting a scenario out here, what happens if, uh, this ends up becoming something that challenges or is a challenge that is brought to the Supreme court next year, um, uh, Basically, would just like to, you know, starting with you, Bradley, what you're doing. Yeah, it,
0: it, it could, right? So obviously what you'll see is uh, the same states that are banning access to abortion entirely will also um, recognize that there is a way for women in their states to still obtain access to abortion drugs, um, and they will legislate against it in their states. But then the states where the doctors are doing the prescribing from, Um, They are legally explicitly protected, uh, at least in New York, I think coming in in a few other states as well. Um, And so that'll come down to a question of, of, you know, whose rights or which state's rights are uh, more uh, more important under the eyes of the Constitution. Um, You know, and look, to be clear, there's not a zero percent chance that any woman participating in this program um, couldn't face some sort of uh, arrest on her end if abortion is illegal in her state. But we should know that the drugs in question are uh, 99% safe, 97% effective, 99% safe, fewer hospitalizations than Tylenol. And if it does uh, require a woman to go to the hospital, we would present as a miscarriage. Um, and so therefore, there's nothing to, to enforce against her. So um, all along the way of saying everyone's going to take their positions. It's going to be unknown legal ground. I don't know if it gets to the Supreme Court in a year or Megan, maybe they don't rush it because they're worried about other precedent or things like that. Um, But yeah. And, and look, there's also a federal preemption question of like, yes, the Supreme court said that um, there's no individual constitutional right to abortion, but that's in the absence of any federal legislation on the matter. Um, And then also, look, the the drugs in question here are federally approved drugs by the FDA. um, And as a result, there's an argument that they can be shipped anywhere in the country and used Uh, independent of state law. So so I think it's a long way of saying lots of legal and political questions here that no one's really dealt with yet. And so we're going to have to just navigate them as they happen.
2: And I would add that we believe as of today, Mayday is acting with complete legality because we are sharing publicly available information that is factual. And we are not shipping or handling or benefiting from abortion medicine in any way. We're not affiliated with any of the providers who do. We don't even give medical or legal advice. We just provide information. What resources are available? How do you use them? Importantly, we don't just share with people how they can set up a mail forwarding address or how they can take a telehealth consultation using that mail forwarding address in order to access care even from a state with a ban. But we also co-promote legal and healthcare resources like the Miscarriage and Abortion Hotline, the Repro Legal Defense Fund, the National Advocates for Pregnant Women, PlanCPills.org, the Gutmaker Institute, Aid Access, the ACLU. Our goal here isn't just to promote uh, the awareness of mail forwarding as one specific option, that people may want to explore, but also to ensure that they're aware of the healthcare, legal, and mental health resources available to them that well established and inspiring activists and experts have been working on for decades. Hey, Nat, let me ask you a question.
0: So, uh, as I would imagine, the politics of the reproductive health industry, even internally, are just as complicated as every other industry and, and sector out there. Um, given that, and given that while you're just providing in Mayday an informational website that people could then find other resources from or not and choose to use them, um, you know, you, you were kind of wading into the territory of all the different groups uh, and organizations in the space, kind of the tech guy coming in with sort of his, you know, digital solution to the whole problem. Um, how did people in that, pers- in that community perceive it? Were they threatened because it's tech and it's sort of a, a, a new body in the, in the mix? Or did they see that this is can Mayday can at least
2: provide information that maybe would be harder for them to do so, but is vital for women to hear? So Mayday.health isn't just a handful of progressive activists and digital strategists and, and tech people working together to share this information. Everything we put on the website and in our posts across various platforms incorporates supportive feedback from dozens of reproductive health experts, activists, civil rights attorneys, and medical and health experts. Our goal was to make this information as simple and digestible and shareable as possible to raise awareness at a greater scale than we've seen by some prior efforts. I expected when we went live last Friday uh, alongside the official announcement that the Supreme Court had in fact made the terrible decision to strip this right, that by the end of the day, we would be receiving threats and attacks from the right wing end of the spectrum. People who were coming after us under uh, any number of misguided beliefs. But in fact, after reaching millions of people incredibly fast, uh, the only notable critique we saw uh, out of overwhelmingly positive feedback was from a uh, a, a reproductive health writer and activist. And, you know, it was a, a, a fair question, which was this organization came out of nowhere. Yes, they're providing information that others have vetted and that have been Uh, published by many well-established groups. Uh, But who are these guys? Uh, Who's involved and who has endorsed this? And I think that's absolutely a fair question. But this is a uh, organization that came together just within the past few weeks with a very clear goal, distributing information about safe and effective options and doing it at a scale that hadn't really been achieved by some of the comparable information sources. So we are proud of what we've accomplished so far in terms of getting that message out there. We hope that many others will carry that message from here. And we're actively continuing to coordinate uh, with established players in this space to produce high quality, shareable information that will help people uh, have access to reproductive healthcare.
1: Well, then, Bradley, May Day is dealing with the emergency. How do we operate on a political level right now with all of this?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think effectively that there's no world that I can see long term where Mayday Day doesn't become seen in, in a partisan way, right? Uh, quite simply because we are providing information to women who are still seeking access to abortion drugs, regardless of the states that they live in. And because this issue is so clearly defined as Democrat-Republican, I imagine we're going to get thrown into that mix as well. Um, And then look, the the first one will be, um, are there any sort of the first one will be states passing laws banning sites like Mayday uh, and perhaps they will even try to work with uh, the search engines and others to see if they can cut off access entirely. So that'll kind of create an issue initially for Google and some of the other other uh, platforms. then you'll see these state laws uh, pass or, or not pass. but I'm sure they'll pass pretty much every state. Then you'll see whether or not there's any federal reaction to it, pro or con. And then the midterms are going to hit. Um, and look, from a pure electoral standpoint, the Supreme Court, actually, the one silver lining is they really did screw over the Republican Party a little bit um, because th- there's no issue in this country uh, still as potent as abortion. And in terms of driving turnout, I think you're going to see a lot of that in the general election. So districts that were swing and would have very reliably flipped Republican because it's a midterm year now may not. Um, and so as a result, uh, that may continue to give you know, supporters reproductive rights and more access to power.
1: Well, uh, to add on to that, has the Supreme Court, you know, especially now that democracy in general is in question, has the Supreme Court lost credibility or do you think it has? And what would that even mean?
0: You know, I'm, I'm hesitant to say that they have only because as much as I hate the decision and especially hate Thomas's dissent in the decision, um, you know, they look as bad to us as they look good to the you know, communities in this country that, that, that oppose abortion. Right. And I think part of the job of the Supreme Court um, is to make hard decisions, they're going to make up to half the country unhappy and, and that's their job. So from a, you know, did, did they diminish the court's legacy uh, because of the decision that they made? No, I don't think so. But did did they reach a decision that I think is just, you know, you, you, when you're a justice, you're not a judge, you're not totally removed from the rest of reality, right? And you're, you know, maybe they don't see it this way, but you're one of those six justices that voted for it. You know, no matter how many sites we have, like Mayday, that help people, no matter how many programs there are to move women into states that can provide abortion, there's going to be a lot of women who are going to get hurt, people who are going to die, and that blood's going to be on their hands. Uh,
1: Nathaniel, anything on that?
2: I believe that the Supreme Court made the wrong decision. I believe that justices participating in this decision were, in some cases, illegitimate to start with. And I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about what has happened here. But what we want to focus on at May Day isn't how we got here and isn't about raging into the void. But what are the actionable concrete steps we can take to ensure that the over 40 million people of reproductive age who could become pregnant in these states ensure that they have options available to them and so i think ultimately i would put aside anything i would say about the decision itself or the political environment we're in and just say the goal of mayday.health is to ensure people have the information they need to take actual steps to ensuring their reproductive health as they see fit that's what we're here for Hey, Megan, can well, I make one more point?
0: Yeah, um, yeah which, go which is just that, look, listeners of this podcast know all too well um, that I spent a lot of time talking about mobile voting and the ability to basically use technology to radically increase participants in their election, which therefore should, therefore should drive kind of politics towards consensus and compromise and getting things done. Uh, the, the same thesis underlying mobile voting is is what underlies, underlies May Day as well, which is You know, yes, there may be some women who have the wherewithal to figure out how to get to an abortion clinic in another state, how to take advantage of programs that can help them with that. But I think the vast majority of women are going to have a hard time with it. I think my daughter is 16 and like she just wouldn't be able to handle getting herself into a different state uh, if, if she were to get pregnant. And so but she's got a phone. And basically at this point, everyone in this country has a phone. It's become a utility. Um, And the same people who may not know what else to do know how to use the Internet and they know how to download stuff and they know how to follow links. And so I think just because people have phones already, if we take advantage of that technology already in their pocket, you know, we can improve their lives in tremendous ways whether that's enabling women who, who want to have an abortion uh, to do so, or really increasing voter participation in our elections to sort of move our politics back to the middle so we can get some stuff done, um, or, you know, just providing healthcare broadly, which we saw in the rise of telemedicine during the pandemic. And so, you know, all of these different things, whether it's investments out of our fund, the mobile voting project, Mayday, are all basically based on the same, same thesis, which is that People have technology, people will use technology, and if you give it to them in the right way, it will work.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, the, the phone metaphor is now becoming a real thing. Um, I guess since we're almost out of time here, uh, the last question that I really have, and it's for each of you, um, you, know, part of it is with everything that's out there on the response to the ruling and just the general reaction across the country, especially – Uh, with women and folks that are affected most by this. But I think even though, you know, mayday.health is really about connecting people to the information and knowing how they can um, access these services, but it all does come down to, in my opinion, at least, um, you know, there's personal reasons why we're all in this fight. So I guess just to end on this um, and starting with you, Bradley, you know, why is this issue important to you personally?
0: um you know look there's there's two ways to talk about it one would be i think the the fairly common one which is you know i i believe uh in women's rights as much as men's rights i don't really see how they should be any different um and you know i've got a daughter and a mom and a sister and a wife and you know fully appreciate that they should have the ability to make decisions over their own health and their own body. But even more broadly, I, th- I think to me, generally speaking, um, and maybe this is a, more, a little more of a libertarian standpoint than anything else, but like, I just don't like the government necessarily telling everyone what they can and can't do all the time, right? And whether that's if people want to gamble or people want to use drugs or people want to use euthanasia or people want to put their money into cryptocurrency instead of you know, fiat currency, or if they want to make decisions about their own health and their own bodies, they ought to be able to do so, right? And you don't need the permission of some asshole politician uh, to be able to make your own decisions about your own life.
1: Yeah. And Nathaniel, ending with you.
2: Politically, philosophically, ethically, I think the liberty of your own body is a self-evident and unalienable right. I think it's the type of freedom that this country was originally founded on at least for some people and i think the reversal of the expansion of that uh, right to liberty across uh, populations is intolerable but in addition as someone who has worked in biomedicine and healthcare for several years starting companies seeking to develop fda approved medicines to help people and seeing how most of those efforts fail. The challenges of the research and development, the huge costs that go into the development of medicines that ultimately become FDA approved. I am uh, upset in addition to all the other reasons because here's a case where society produced a safe and effective medicine that the FDA approved and that millions of people have used effectively. So how dare a political system based on absolutely unjust beliefs strip access to that medicine from its citizens. And I believe ultimately that's the core, uh, the basis of the FDA preemption argument that the FDA should be able to preempt state restrictions on medicine. And as someone who's devoted their life so far to the development of safe and effective medicines, I am furious that there are so many bad actors trying to prevent access uh, to a medicine that uh, over 70% of Americans support. And so Mayday.Health seeks to ensure that if people want access to that medicine, that's their right and that they have the information to get it. So I thank you for your interest in this, Bradley. I thank you for the support you've shared with Mayday. And I hope we can all work together to uh, ensure that people are able to continue to make their own choice about their health and their body, even in the face of this onslaught of injustice. Thank you.
0: Great. Well, look, Nathaniel, thank you uh, because you really took the initiative here. You've done a tremendous amount of work. You've pulled together all kinds of different experts and parties, um, and it has been a, a, a pleasure working with you. Um, and Megan, thanks for for hosting and. Um, we're going to put this out tomorrow. But the, the main thing I want to ask the listeners is, is should you agree with, with our, our view on this, uh, please promote Made It Health. So, you know, we are able to give women the information that they need to make their own choices, but that's only going to happen if, if they hear of us and know about us. And so whether it's your own social media networks or your friends groups or anything online or whatever else you want to post, um, anything you can do to just spread the word about May Day, you know, I think would be incredibly helpful uh, towards making sure that people can really benefit from the work that's
2: being done. And on that note, Bradley, I would just share that there is a... Uh, thread on Twitter that people can retweet. It's already been retweeted over 30,000 times, including by activists and medical experts and congresspeople. There is a post on Instagram that has been seen by millions of people and has over 100,000 likes uh, that you can repost to your followers and similar across other platforms. So whether you want to generate your own content sharing this information, whether you want to reshare new updates by Mayday.health, or whether you want to take those threads and those posts that have already reached millions of people and amplify them further, we deeply appreciate that. And we think that you can really help people by doing this. Great. All
0: right. Nathaniel, Megan, thanks for coming on.
2: Thank you. you.